0: We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating Mass together, and good friends. At Riverview, you can enjoy all these wonderful things. But it is the friendship and sense of community here that makes Riverview home. We share stories, laughter, smiles, and our Catholic faith. Try us out with a mini-vacation or join us for Mass five days a week. You can contact Kelly for a tour at 701-237-4700 and online at homeishere.org.
1: If you felt God's call to serve the church, FOCUS, the Fellowship of Catholic University students, and the University of Mary have partnered to train you to do great things. The church is desperate for well-trained development and fundraising professionals, so we've launched the Institute for Catholic Philanthropy. Earn a graduate certificate or a full MBA in Catholic philanthropy and train for a transformative career in service to the church. Apply by March 1st at umary.edu serve.
2: Jesus told a story and I had this vision of people like he's telling a story and they're trying to saying you know what this guy just said and I could see that story spreading and of course how did all the people who came to hear about Jesus there wasn't you know the the communication abilities we have now, and so you had people sharing the story with somebody else, and people coming saying, "I want to learn more." And you know, here's a guy walking by, listening, and going, "I want to get more of that. I want to share more of that." So it, this is a great tool for evangelization in a very very practical way. We're taking the message of Jesus, the stories of Jesus, and we're we're simply putting them out there so that people can hear them. And there's a lot of people who very intentionally listen to Catholic radio, but I'm guessing there's a lot of people who are flipping through the channels who are walking by the open door of, of the detractor the cab or whatever right. it is, and they hear something, and it triggers, and they're saying, that's really interesting, and that's how the crowds grew, and that's how the crowds grow.
3: This year, your officials are making big decisions that will shape the future of life and dignity in Minnesota. Together, we can make sure Catholic voices count at the Capitol. This is Rachel Herbeck of the Minnesota Catholic Conference. On February 19th, join Minnesota Catholics at the Capitol in St. Paul. Register today for this amazing day of prayer, inspiration, education, and advocacy to hear from speakers, including Jim Caviezel, from The Passion of the Christ. Get tickets and busting details at catholicsathecapital.org. Don't miss this incredible opportunity. It's going to be amazing.
4: Bread your staff, lace up your sandals, and get ready to ship off to Bible Boot Camp for the 10th Annual Know Your Faith Competition. Join host Father Craig Hochhalter and Father Justin Waltz January 30th as five Catholic schools from across North Dakota and Minnesota battle it out to see who knows their faith best. Coverage from Shanley High School begins at 11 a.m. Central on the radio, online, and on our app, or watch all the action live on our Facebook page, the 2019 Know Your Faith Competition, Wednesday, January 30th at 11 a.m. Central on the RPR Network. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you local hosts and guests from across the region. Now back to the show.
5: Well, welcome back to Real Presence Live. We are grateful that you've been with us this past hour, uh, and we are moving into the second hour now.
6: Yeah, it's been a great first hour. um, I'm just so grateful for Father Scott uh, being here. Wow, he did a great job.
5: And if you're just tuning in, uh, we are your hosts, Brad Gray and Janine Bitson. And behind the glass, we have Eli. That's me. <laughs> what? What's, uh, you told us at the first hour, Eli, what was coming up on the show. Uh-huh. What's coming up outside now?
7: Well, you see, here is your regional weather update on the Real Presence radio network. In the Lawndale, Minnesota area, mostly cloudy with a high near 16. And tonight, mostly cloudy with a low around minus zero. Minus right now six. in La- Lawndale, it's <laughs> 10 so degrees. He says that with a
6: smile. <laughs> around
7: Steele, North Dakota, chances of snow. Cloudy early, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 15. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low around 9, and the current temperature is 15. For Johnson's Corner, North Dakota, mostly cloudy with a high near 22, and tonight, mostly cloudy with a low around 18. Right now, it's 19. For the Wicksville, South Dakota area, patchy blowing snow, mostly cloudy, then gradually becoming sunny with a high near 25. chill value is right around -9. Uh, and tonight increasing clouds with a steady temperature around 17 and the current temp is 20. In the area around Embarrass Minnesota, snow mainly before noon, high near 17 and a calm wind. Tonight mostly cloudy with a low around -7 and the current temperature there is 14. And did you know that mm. Embarrass Minnesota, their motto is the cold spot because oh. they are regarded as, like, the coldest place in Minnesota. Really? They had a temperature down to minus 64 Ugh. one time, but it's an unofficial temperature because while the probe was taken to a lab and validated, it was never sent to the National Weather Service, so it's an unofficial uh, low. I
6: got that little but it was, asterisk. It was That's
7: validated by <laughs> a lab, but not the National Weather Service. <laughs> to endure that so and not have the, the trophy stinks. Yeah, uh, <laughs> exactly, right? So the, the, the current low record in Minnesota is 60. Oh, okay. Um, And I forget where that was, but there you go. Embarrassment is over the cold spot.
5: Thanks. Hmm. Well, I I learned something about you, Eli. Oh? I learned that you're kind of a glasses half empty type of guy with that minus zero.
3: (laughs)
7: See, it makes it sound worse than it is. Is, is it minus zero? Or is it zero above or is it zero below?
5: <laughs> it's just zero. There's no above. It or has below to there. swing one direction or another. That's always baffled me about the whole 32 thing. And I'm sure people are, are most people understand this, but it's like, how can that be both the freezing and the melting point? You know, 32 degrees? Or how does that work? You know, I'm not sure. <laughs>
6: Well, we'll leave science to the scientists. There's, there's a
5: decimal point there. <laughs> well, we were talking apparel earlier today, so I don't know. I thought maybe we were going to get into uh, geological, ge- what would that be? Uh, meteorological phenomena? I don't know. Whatever.
6: Oh. Well, it's a good thing we're going to be talking about know your faith. Yeah, because we don't you know anything do about what we're talking about, about right that. You <laughs> that. <laughs> oh. That's
5: right. Well, so we had the first hour, and we uh, we had Jeanette Bank. Dang it! There I go again, Jeanette Williams.
6: But many of our listeners know of her as Jeanette Pankovic. So, yep, yep. but yes, yeah, she is married just recently to mm-hmm. Jack Williams. So, yep, another uh, familiar name yeah. to the
5: EWTN and, radio network.
6: And what what a blessing it is that we're going to be able to have her here uh, in Fargo. She was in Duluth um, last year, mm. and. And so we're just really grateful, so please sign up get on get on that phone and call Jessica and and get your table set or yep. or just come and and meet new friends at a table that maybe didn't fill up. so you know lots of great people that are going to be there that evening.
5: and speaking of other cool events that are coming up, we have the Know your Faith competition uh, just around the corner, and we have Father Craig Hochalter on the line with us right now. Good morning to you, father.
8: Hey good morning guys. how are you doing?
6: Awesome. Good morning Thanks for good being to with have us you.
8: It's great to be online.
5: You're, you're back online from uh, the other side, huh?
8: Yes. Usually I'm on your guys' side, but it's kind of nice to be on this side. It's less stressful.
6: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no stress. Just give it all to him. He takes it.
8: <laughs> you got it. You got it.
5: Well, speaking of stress, you guys are going to have some coming up here with the Know Your Faith competition, right? Are you guys going to take home the trophy this year?
8: Uh, we're going to do our best. Uh, you know, it's it's a, uh, you would never imagine that a bunch of 16-year-olds are so hotly contesting the Catholic faith, but it's it's usually a pretty good time, and we're, we're after it again.
5: That's awesome. So, uh, Father, tell us, for those who aren't familiar with the Know Your Faith competition, can you just kind of clue us in on what that is, what it's all about?
8: Yes, you bet. So, um, as you guys probably know, it's uh, we're, we're approaching a decade, if not more, of the competition, and it really started out as, as a um, competition between schools, uh, Catholic high schools in the state of North Dakota, but since then we've added, uh, we've con- kind of east, so we've included of course, fargo Shanley and now Stick at Heart and East Grand Forks, and so, uh, what is that now, five high schools, uh, and we moved to call it the regional Know Your Faith competition. Really simple, almost like Jeopardy format, you know, three rounds of five questions with increasing difficulty on a Catholic faith, and then, of course, a final question where you wager your points, and that usually, I mean, historically, that's kind of where the competition is won or lost, mm. is at that final question, and Usually devised or scripted by a bishop, either Bishop Kagan of the Diocese of Bismarck um, or the Bishop of Fargo, and so it's it's a great. And then you add to that loud music, games, activities, (laughs) usually in gymnasium or auditorium with you know 300 high school kids. Um, It's it's quite. It's like yeah, it's like a Catholic quiz on steroids.
5: That's awesome. Oh,
6: that that's really cool. You know, we have Jake on the line and he's going to be representing your school uh at Dickinson Trinity. Welcome, Jake.
5: Hi. Good morning to you. So, I got I got to ask you guys, is it, uh, how does this play out usually? Is it with that final round do you sometimes have or do you generally have some come from behind winner or is it is it the person who's kind of been sailing the team that's been sailing all along that uh, often uh, he clinches it in the final rounder. How's it usually go?
8: You know, I think it's usually both. Is it? Um, I, yeah, I think in the past uh, four or five years, um, you've seen both. You've, you've kind of seen. I mean, there's been competitions before, guys, where from the get-go, a team will just kind of you know show their worth and really take you know take the competition, which which doesn't make it as exciting. Um, it might be a blow up. but there's been other times, I know the past two years for sure, mm-hmm. that it's been, it's come down to that question, and you, you never know if it's going to land on the knowledge of the question, mm-hmm. or just the wisdom, you know, behind wagering, that might be a better mm-hmm. question yeah. for Alex Trebek, but it, <laughs> th- there's some, there's some wisdom in wagering points and not wagering so many in you know, oftentimes the question is very difficult, so the teams don't even get it, but it's, it's up to their wagering wisdom.
9: Ah.
6: Right, right. I know um, my kids all went to Shanley, went through Shanley, so this is a oh, big deal, a big deal. And then last year, wasn't it Shanley and Sacred Heart? Were they the final two teams? And um, I think that's what it was. And I was sad for Shanley, but I was really excited for Sacred Heart. Uh, you know, with Father Alongo, I just think the world of him and uh, and actually my daughter-in-law and son, um, their niece was on that winning team from Sacred Heart. So there was oh, that terrific. yeah, that sadness for Shanley, but then there was that joy that Sacred Heart, that was the first time I think they it, had been the, part of it. Yeah,
5: I was going to say, weren't they the most, what would you call, it, junior team of the, the batch? Yeah,
6: yeah. So that was pretty cool.
8: Yeah, it's great, and I think it kind of gave them incentive, you know, they took, it's a traveling trophy, the team gets with, they engraved their, their name on it, you know, and kind it's of the like Stanley Cup in the NHL, it <laughs> it's huge.
6: It's about yeah, as it's, big as the Stanley Cup, actually.
8: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We you know, we intentionally made it more or less gaudy-like, just so that, you know, it, it's kind of staggering and intimidating, but the, the kids love taking it back with them on the bus, and it gave them an incentive to continue to participate. We're happy to have them, you know, we, we want to include it all that we can, and and it does really demonstrate, you know, our Catholicity and bringing together other yes. other youth from across the region. Excellent.
6: It does. And speaking of youth, we have Jake on the line. So, Jake, how does it feel to be representing your School of Dickinson Trinity?
10: Oh, it's pretty awesome. I mean, you always heard about, like, Know Your Faith. I mean, I had two older sisters who went to Trinity, and they always talked about Catholic Schools Week and how it's their favorite week, and the Know Your Faith competition is the best part because there's so much excitement and energy in the school and
5: sorry are you the first one from your family to be representing the school in the competition
10: um I believe my older sister did Samantha she did one year of her in high school okay now is this your first year representing then Uh, last year uh, I was a freshman and I was on our our ninth grade team Uh in the school competition
5: awesome well that's exciting so what do you look forward to most about the competition Jake
10: the uh, thing I look forward to the most is just the atmosphere of everything. Uh, we were privileged enough to host the state competition last year, and the energy in the auditorium was unmatched. I mean, there's hundreds of kids in the auditorium and loud music and cheering. And, I mean, you just can't. It's contagious. It's contagious.
5: That's
6: cool. That's- mm, that, that is. You know, Jake, um, they do always have a theme, and this year it's called Bible Boot Camp. What does that mean to you?
10: Well, I think the theme is neat this year. It's, it's like uh, we're going, going to war over our faith, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. It's, it's We're battling out to see who knows their faith the most, and it's, I think it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a fun theme, and it's going to be lots of energy in Shanley.
6: Awesome. oh cool cool well it's you know it's something that um is so important to to really know your faith as a high schooler because you have the college years coming up, yeah, and uh you know, I just know that from my daughter's time at shanley, her freshman year in college, you know, she called and thanked her religion teacher, Mr. Ammel, for the apologetics that you know, he had taught her, because it really helped her to survive that first year, mm. freshman year in college, um, and and she's just even more committed to the truth after she took those apologetics that Mr. Emmel, you know, just, well, in the whole Shanley community, and it's no different than, than you guys at Dickinson Trinity. It's just such a gift, because that next step is a, a big leap.
5: Yeah, yeah. So, Jake, uh, is most of the for for you as a representative, uh, is most of the kind of preparation done in the classroom, or do you guys have stuff that you're taking home and studying, or how does that work?
10: Well, we we uh, studied it, like in our group of our team, oh. our top four from our class. We go whenever we have free time, go hang out in the library and just try to try to go over whatever we can, whatever we think is going to help us prepare the best.
5: Okay, cool.
10: So, Father, are you you're the uh,
5: Kind of the spiritual director, the chaplain of the team. Then you're the one leading the charge for rallying the troops there.
8: That'll actually be. I mean, I do my best to support them. But that'll actually fall a dash. I'm I'm the dean of students at Trinity, so I I will attend. I've as the past three, I think. You'll have to ask real presence. But the past three, I've I've broadcasted on air, so I, I'm I'm going to switch roles again and be on on the uh, the host side, and hopefully I'll host again this year live on Facebook with real presence. Uh, but I do support the kids, and I, I leave it up to Father Dash, our own chaplain, to, to make sure that in the head, intellectually, they're ready to
6: rock and roll. Awesome. Oh, that's so great. In fact, uh, I, I know that, uh, Father Craig, I, you're going to be with Father Justin Waltz. Um, that's right. Yeah, so oh, you guys are going to do an awesome job. And for our listeners, the coverage for the 2019 Know Your Faith competition will be Wednesday, January 30th at 11 a.m. So join us. Uh, uh, Central, yes. So join Father Craig uh, Hochalter and Father Justin Waltz uh, as they announce this. And then, of course, join Jake, cheer Jake on and and all those wonderful high schools that are participating in this.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Father, uh, we want to thank you and Jake both for being on with us this morning. I I want to, uh, just before we dash away here, um, I want to ask you what it's like to, to host, uh, to to broadcast one of these competitions. What's that like for you? It's intimidating, yeah? <laughs> to be
8: honest with you. Yeah, when you come from the studio, you know, at least you have silence and you can... You can focus pretty well on the script, you know, the producers give to you, and, mm-hmm. and it, whether you have an, you know, an uh, you know, on-site uh, guest or you're on the phone, there's just not, you know, the wattage of loud music and balloons and, you know, noise makers and the voices of 300 kids screaming. Um, so it can be intimidating, but it's, it's, it's very, uh, it's exhilarating, too. You know, Father Walt and I, this will be our third year, I believe, uh, hosting it live, and uh, it's a blast. Because we kind of, we were both chaplains, so we moved from that arena now to bringing it to, you know, to the to the faithful of, of real presence. And it brings it to the homes, you know, of parents and grandparents. And it. I, I think it's contagious, like Jake said. You know, there's such a raw energy uh, in those youth, um, and, uh, you know, broadcasting and hosting it on the air is, it is a great privilege.
5: Very cool. Well, yeah, we want to thank you both for being on with us, Father uh, Jake. Uh, it's it's great to have you guys. I wish you all the best, and hope you have a great competition coming up next week. Thank you, guys. All right. Well, God bless you. We're gonna to have to step away. We'll be right back with the fastest dash around the Upper West Midwest you can make. When we return on More Real Presence Live.
4: engaging, and local. That's Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network.
0: Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family, so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging. Mayo Pharmacy is located at 303 North 4th Street in Bismarck.
10: to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls.
11: People think A&B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest editions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two, because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477- 2425 or online at abbusiness.com.
12: There's a certain amount of trust uh, in the people who are in the ministry of providing Catholic Radio and in the programming that they bring on for people. Mm -hmm. And I found in the beautiful story of Real Presence Radio here, such a wonderful job that these people do, that people come to expect and know that what they're going to hear is what they should be able to hear. So it's a real mission the bishops are behind it. I've had the privilege of getting a call from members of the board saying, Bishop Hepner, would you be interested to give Bishop Serba a call over in Duluth? We think maybe there's an opportunity for a station there. And I'm more than happy to do that. And Bishop Serba takes that call and says, oh, that's wonderful. You know, I'm certainly interested in that. So all of a sudden, there's something in Duluth. I had the privilege of calling Bishop Quinn in Winona not too long ago. Uh, Would you mind calling Bishop Quinn in Winona? Oh, I'd be glad to do that. Now, look at where the Spirit's led it and Winona's on
4: board. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page, and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content.
5: Now, back to the show. Hey there, welcome back to Real Presence Live. We're uh, blessed to be with you this morning. Oh, uh,
6: we sure are.
5: Your host, Brad Gray and Jeanine Bitson, uh, and we're getting ready for uh, the 10-minute tour, the fastest trip around the Upper Midwest we can make. So, we are going to launch this thing with the annual March for Life in Bismarck, North Dakota. We have Pete on the phone. Good morning, Pete, to you. Good morning. Can you tell us a little bit about the, uh, the Right to Life March in Mass, Pete?
13: Yes, it, uh, it won't be as big as the one uh, in D.C. on Friday, but uh, <laughs> we, we've been growing in numbers every year. Uh, St. Uh, and D.C. Council started after... Wade, and every year they add a red rose uh, placed at the altar for each year, and we continue to pray that uh, the laws are changed. But um, we meet at St. Alexis Hospital at 6 this evening, the 4th Degree Knights to Columbus uh, from Mandan and Bismarck uh, team up and lead the march, and uh, rosary to St. Mary's Church. So those that can make the rosary march uh, 6 o'clock sharp at St. Alexis in Bismarck, St. Alexis Hospital the South um, um, Lobby is where we meet and okay. proceed so that uh, it'll be too cold or time-wise um, we encourage everyone to come and act the church for 7 o'clock Mass and that'll be celebrated by Bishop Kagan at St. Mary's Church
5: Excellent, and then is there, uh, is there something after the Mass, Pete?
13: Um. Yeah. There's uh, usually uh, snacks at St. Mary's after the mass, okay. but uh, it's, it's all about just trying to get people out and and uh, pray for the protection of our unborn children and pray that the laws be changed to, to help with this. Well,
6: thank you so. The- yeah. Thank yeah. you so much, Pete, for for bringing awareness to such an important issue on this anniversary of Roe v. Wade.
5: Yeah, absolutely. So needed. We really appreciate that. Yes.
13: Yes, the the, the pleasure is all of mine. I, I I really do a lot of praying and, and searching and wondering why you, we could even support a law that...
5: Absolutely. Uh, Amen. Well, you for joining abortion. us. Yep. Thank you, Pete. we got to move on with the next one. So thanks for being with us. Uh, we also have The Theology on Tap coming up in Rochester, Minnesota. This is... Focusing the, the theme of this is the church in crisis, the sex abuse scandal, and Father Jason Kern is going to be presenting for this Theology on Tap. Social hour is going to begin at 6 p.m. with the talk beginning promptly at 7. Uh, please have drinks and food ordered prior to 7 p.m. if possible. Uh, following the speaker, there will be a brief Q&A, uh, a brief break, and then a Q&A session concluding at 8.30 p.m. Theology on the Tap has been a, a great gift uh, for the church, really, for a long time now. Janine, right?
6: Yeah, it has. It's a it's a great way to just get together and have fellowship, mm-hmm. and uh, and talk about very important subjects in our in our faith.
5: And this is one of the most pressing, certainly, in our yeah. time right now. The crisis that the church is facing. It's uh, we've we've unfortunately had to. Uh, there's been a sense of a, of damaged credibility and so it's important to know how we as Catholics move forward in promoting the gospel of Jesus Christ Amen. without allowing you know the the sinful actions of others to limit the The voice of the church
6: Right, right And now we're going to head to Sioux Falls, South Dakota And there's going to be a concert On March 23rd, 2019 uh, The Gift of Hope Concert And Mark Schultz Will be the performer Back by popular demand uh, The 2019 Gift of Hope Concert uh, Has Mark Schultz During the past decade, Mark Schultz has turned real life experiences into heartfelt anthems of hope and redemption. So the proceeds from this awesome concert are gonna go back to Catholic Family Services Gift of Hope Fund to enhance the work of CFS. So through this fund, people of all faiths, ages, and walks of life receive help, hope, and healing. So this music is a powerful means of bringing beauty and hope and healing to a world that really so desperately needs it, Brad. Mm-hmm. Um, the Gift of Hope concert provides a powerful way to raise awareness and funds for Gift of Hope Fund. So contact, uh, visit ccfesd.org to, to register.
5: Awesome. All right, we're moving on to Bishop Ryan Carnival, and we have Jamie on the phone to, to share a little bit uh, with about the carnival with us. Good morning to you, Jamie.
14: Good morning, guys. It's great to be with you this morning.
5: Thanks for being with us. Tell us a little bit about the carnival coming up.
14: Well, we are getting geared up for three big days of Bishop Ryan Carnival action coming up this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. On Friday night, the Midway Games and our our food court on the Midway open at 5 o'clock. Bingo starts at 6, so it's a big night until 10 o'clock of food and fun and, and lots of good stuff. And then on Saturday, our Midway Games open up at 2, with Bingo starting at 3. And Saturday night is a big night because that's our traditional German dinner night. Mm. And that's where we uh, do a big, full plate of pigs in a blanket, sausage, nefla and kraut, German potato salad, and Coogan. Um, Tickets are $12 at the door for that meal. And that serves from 4 till 8 on Saturday. Then on Sunday, we start the day off with our lion-sized breakfast. That is served from 9 until 2, and it includes goodies like biscuits and gravy, scrambled eggs, sausage links a yogurt, fruit, and granola bar, muffins, and juice. And the price for that is $10 for adults and $5 for kids at the door. Our Midway Games will also be open on Sunday from 11 till 3. We'll play bingo again from noon to 3 on Sunday. And then at 3 o'clock, we do our big carnival raffle drawing where we have 21 cash winners with the top prize being $5,000. And you can get those carnival raffle tickets from any Bishop Ryan family at any of our Catholic parishes in Minot or right here at the carnival when you come visit. We're pretty excited because we have the region's largest Carnival Midway. We'll have three big areas of games. This year we're having Italian sodas again and fresh bun cotton candy. And last year we tried doing an one escape room, and it went over so well that this year we'll have two escape rooms that people can take Ooh. part in if they want to. So it's a lot of fun. It's a great weekend full of fellowship and fun, and we just hope everybody comes out to attend. It's free to get in, so there's no cost to come and enjoy.
5: Jamie, that sounds awesome. Thanks so much for being on with us mm-hmm. this morning to share about that.
6: I'm hungry, too. Thank you.
5: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're moving on. we got St. Joseph's Mardi Gras. Uh, in Williston, North Dakota, we have Dwight on the phone. Dwight, tell us about what you got coming up here.
15: Hello. Yeah, thanks for having me on. This is our 16th and Old Mardi Gras at St. Joseph's Church, and the event kicks off on Saturday. And uh, we start out with a burger meal, uh, pasta, or coffee and pie for $5. And our big thing on Saturday is our auction, our live auction. We have on Saturday that starts around noon, and um, we have many uh, nice prizes on this auction, but our, our big thing is the 2006 uh, Ford Ranger pickup that we'll be auctioned off that was donated by Red Rock Ford, the local dealer here in town. Mm. So we're, we're excited about the auction, and then there's also the big uh, live auction going on. Uh, besides the live auction, then there's also a silent auction that goes on that same day. And then after the auction is over with, then we move on to bingo. And we have bingo from uh, 4 o'clock till uh, 7 o'clock till it closes. And then uh, all day we got the um, games going for the kids on the midway and uh, concessions and all sorts of things going on that day. So we also have a big sale going on on Saturday, and that's going on in O'Neill Hall along with the silent auction. So. Uh, a very busy day on Saturday.
5: Wow, that sounds like a spectacular time there. And I have to ask you, uh, uh, Dwight, now I'm I'm an ignorant. Uh, what's What's a slush burger?
15: Oh, it's like a Sloppy Joe. Oh, okay. It's, 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 it's a special recipe that's been uh, passed on down through uh, many, many, uh, uh, many ages. And, and so it's uh, really a really famous recipe of ours. And, and so it's, it, it's a great meal on Saturday, also.
5: Well, that sounds terrific. And i got to say, I'm, I'm happy to see that bingo is being revived, because I was afraid that we were losing that as part of our Catholic heritage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
15: yeah, that's right. It was pretty popular, yes. Uh, and then uh, on Sunday, uh, Sunday is uh, the big day uh, on Sunday, and uh, we have our famous roast beef dinner, um, all the trimmings with it, and uh, the tickets are $12 for adults and uh, also $10 for seniors. The kids are 5 or $6. Uh, and under five are free. So, awesome. uh, it's, we serve it. We serve it family style. So well, thank you so much. In.
6: Thank you so much, Dwight, and everybody in that listening area. St. Yes. Joseph Mardi Gras in Williston this Saturday.
5: That's right. Yep. Awesome. Come on out and enjoy. Absolutely. Well, we thought want to thank you and thank all of our guests who have uh, come on to make this community of faith-filled events, sharing with us what's going on in these areas. If you have an event that you'd like to uh, have on Real Presence Live, this 10-minute tour, please submit them to Brandon here at Real Presence Radio. Uh, We'd love to share your event with folks in our listening area. Coming up. We're going to talk with some students in our listening area that want to take the priest down, (laughs) all in good fun, of course, and later you could save a baby's life. So stay with us. We'll be right back with more Real Presence Live.
4: This is Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live on the
11: Real Presence Radio Network. Hi everyone, Steve Sponskowski here, Executive Director for the RPR Network, inviting you on the Real Presence Radio Northern California Mission Pilgrimage, April 4th through 9th, 2019. We will visit some of the missions of St. Unipero Serra, the wine country of the Sonoma Valley, and sites of San Francisco. We'll be staying at a beautiful retreat center with easy day trips to the sites. Cost based on double occupancy is $1,936, or if you want to get your own flight, it's $1,358. For more information, please call 877 795 People think A&B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest editions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com.
0: We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating Mass together, and good friends. At Riverview, you can enjoy all these wonderful things. But it is the friendship and sense of community here that makes Riverview home. We share stories, laughter, smiles, and our Catholic faith. Try us out with a mini-vacation or join us for Mass five days a week. You can contact Kelly for a tour at 701-237-4700 and online at homeishere.org.
4: It's back, the moment you've been waiting for. The one, the only, Men in Black basketball game. Join Ho, Sandy Shaw and Father Michael Malloy on Monday, January 28th, as the priests of the Rapid City Diocese take on the St. Thomas More Catholic High School seniors in the ultimate battle on the hardwood. Live coverage on the RPR network begins at 645 with the tip-off at 7. If you can, join us in person at the St. Thomas More High School gym. The annual Men in Black basketball game, January 28th, here on the air. Streaming live on Facebook and on the RPR app
5: and we are back with more real presence live for you and we are happy to be moving forward and speaking now with father john paul trask good morning to you father how are you doing i'm
16: doing well thank you good morning to all the catholic listeners
5: excellent excellent so father we're going to be speaking with you about the 10th year of the men in black uh, competition, the the basketball game. What uh, what does this mean for you, Father?
16: Well, it's a pretty fun activity. I I uh, look forward to it, although I don't prepare for it, <laughs> which which ends up punishing me.
6: Well, <laughs> <laughs> what position do you play?
16: Uh, I play just kind of fumble around try to get through the ball. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. <laughs>
6: Oh, that's fantastic! Yep. Well, it's so important to have these kinds of events because uh, I do think that often people forget that priests are people too. Yeah. You know, and to see them in in a in something that we all love, you know, well, most of us love, you know, sports <laughs> yep. and uh, and to just be um, in those relationships with uh, the other team in a competitive nature, just uh, it, it's yeah. really cool.
16: Yeah. It,
5: so, for our listeners, uh, Father, tell us a little bit about what Men in Black is—the the basketball game. Who's playing? Uh, how does this work?
16: Well, the Men in Black basketball game is just uh, kind of a kind of a vocation awareness event where the priests of our diocese and also some deacons—it's a combination of diocesan and uh, some of the Jesuit priests—join us, and um, and then we face off with. Some of the St. Thomas More High School, I think they're usually seniors, but they're not basketball players. They're not on the basketball team, so uh, although most of the time, like last year, I couldn't couldn't hardly believe that, because they were (laughs) really good. (laughs) (laughs) Is that right?
5: (laughs) How many priests do you get to participate?
16: Oh, there's, last year was quite a crew, maybe 12 or so, and there was a deacon or two, and then a um, couple of Jesuit kind of seminarians
5: so this has been going on for 10 years now uh, is what do you know what the record is priests versus well, students
16: I, I unfortunately i i think the record is 10 and 0 priests um <laughs> but i i think that i say unfortunately because it it's it's kind of um takes the fun out of our hope of winning naturally because because the game is rigged every year. <laughs> 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 oh. oh boy! Uh, if we didn't, if we didn't rig it, I don't think we'd have won ever.
5: <laughs> oh. uh, do you get some uh, some calls going your way from time to time?
16: Yeah, the refs are pretty lenient toward the priests. So. <laughs> it's fun. I, I think yeah, everyone enjoys it. It's just kind of fun, but uh, it. I don't know. We actually have. A couple good players, and and um, it would maybe be a little, maybe be kind of close, but it would make a win all the more meaningful if we actually won in real life.
6: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> How many
5: have you played in, Father? Uh three now. Okay, yeah. excellent. So, who's is there a standout amongst the priests that uh, that you're going to be focusing your offensive game plan on?
16: Yeah, um, uh, Mark Horn is definitely a standout. And uh, then um Adam Hall father Adam Holfer is is good. I don't know if he's gonna be there this year. Oh. You know. See. And maybe uh, there's some several others that are just better and I'm not in the starting lineup for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> oh well, I just think it's so wonderful when uh you have this opportunity to have students and priests, uh what a Fun way yeah. to, I mean, and for vocations awareness, because I think sometimes we look at priests and we see them, you know, and we should see them in a very respectful way as a leader, you know, in our, you know, shepherds in our parishes. But it's so much fun for them to, to get to know and meet priests on a more personal level. Mm. And, and a competition like this is it's just really cool. You know, yeah. it, it can almost help them envision that vocation because they're not like giving up their own personalities and mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. you know individual u- uniqueness to be a priest.
16: Yeah. Yeah, and the, and on the other end, these kids are they're I mean, I was impressed by some of them uh, the past few years. They just have really good attitudes when you're playing them and that comes out and it's really neat to Good healthy sportsmanship is really a fun thing.
6: When mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. good healthy sportsmanship, letting you win. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do a lot of people uh, turn out to watch the game, Father? Yeah, it's usually pretty full gym every year.
16: Seems like it's uh, you know I'm not it, yeah, it's full. I'd say.
5: Can you tell which side the crowd is usually on?
16: Um, probably definitely the priest side. Oh yeah. I suppose if you had to pick one, probably
5: that's pretty cool. But
16: yeah, I think it'd be a, I think it'd be even more the priest side if we were the actual underdogs. But since we win every year, we're
6: not really the underdogs. <laughs> <laughs> so they're bandwagon jumping. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Oh fun. So this is
5: going to be at six forty-five Mountain Time uh, on Monday, the twenty-eighth.
16: Yeah, uh, that's right. I'm pretty sure. Okay. That's right.
5: Yeah. And we're gonna have uh, some RPR hosts, I believe, Andy Shaw and Father Michael Malloy. Uh, oh, neat. Host. Oh, what's that? Host, yeah, they'll be oh, hosting the game. Great. Yep. Yeah. Oh,
16: so is Jen's on here?
5: Or he was. We are. Uh, we're st- we're okay, still trying to connect okay. with Jen's. We were gonna have uh, one of the students trying to come up and talk a little smack to your father but i don't know maybe he's a little bit intimidated with the coming up against oh, yeah. a 10-0 and team you know
16: yeah that's right i uh, i'm yeah. polishing up my threes here maybe he saw me practicing
6: <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard to talk smack though if they're gonna be losing anyway yeah i know <laughs>
16: that's
6: a lesson but, in like, humility <laughs> like last year
16: though these those kids we were the game was just getting Wildly rigged, right at the end here, we up like ten <laughs> points, and they started just cashing stuff. It was amazing how athletic those young guys are. So I was, I was, they almost won anyway.
5: Uh, that's <laughs> awesome. Well, we do have Jen's on the line. Good, good morning to you, Jen's. Hello. Uh,
17: yeah. What's up? So
5: Father's <laughs> been talking total smack about you. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> what do you think? You got a shot this uh, this time around?
17: Well. I mean, I don't really think the, the priests have that much of a chance against us, so. We'll <laughs> <laughs>
5: see. Father, you said, I'm sorry I can't see you. past passed all the trophies. Is that what, what's going on here? Yeah, let do it. <laughs> uh, that's great. So, what's it? What, now, have you played in this before, Jens?
17: Uh, I have not. Oh. I've uh, watched in previous years, but. Okay. So we know, we know they're tricks, basically.
6: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jen's, uh, you know, aside from the game itself, you know, what impact has this game had on your relationship with the priests? You know, just from what you've watched in the past and and how has that impacted your life?
17: Um, well, I think this is a really, really great, like, opportunity for everyone to come in and watch the priests. Uh, we kind of work together and, I don't know, it's a fun game.
5: Absolutely. Are you looking forward to being on the on the court this time around?
17: Oh yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Um we've practicing uh, we uh practiced just a few days ago. Uh really really grinding. We're not really going to give them a chance, but
6: <laughs> So what's your specialty, Jens? Mm-hmm. What's your favorite part of the game? You a shooter, uh, you a point guard?
17: Uh, I mainly just shoot. Uh, uh what I do.
5: Just um, drain the ball, huh?
17: Yeah. pointer is what to do, that's it.
5: Awesome. Awesome. Well So do you
17: have any weak spots? Um not that I know of. I mean I know you guys probably have some weak spots, but <laughs> <laughs>
9: <laughs>
6: oh, that's great! Yeah. Well, I I just think it's so wonderful that you have this event, and for those of you that are in the Rapid City diocese, yeah. uh, get over to St. Thomas More High School and and cheer those seniors on uh, uh, against the priests who are you know ten and zero. So yeah, you know they right. they need you to turn up and show your support for them.
5: Yep, that's gonna be <laughs> Monday, January twenty eighth, this coming Monday at six forty five Mountain Time. Tip off at seven. Amen. Alright well, uh, Thanks
6: for joining good
16: us Good luck to you both Thank you Thank you Appreciate it
5: Thanks for being on With us this morning God yeah, bless Alright It's time for our last break But stay with us Because when we return On Real Presence Live Even if you're listening To the podcast On the Real Presence Radio Network app Or the rebroadcast It impacts as much as 5% of the births And can be fatal You'll want to find out
3: What this is Right after the break This year, your officials are making big decisions that will shape the future of life and dignity in Minnesota. Together, we can make sure Catholic voices count at the Capitol. This is Rachel Herbeck of the Minnesota Catholic Conference. On February 19th, join Minnesota Catholics at the Capitol in St. Paul. Register today for this amazing day of prayer, inspiration, education, and advocacy to hear from speakers, including Jim Caviezel, from The Passion of the Christ. Get tickets and busting details at CatholicsAtTheCapitol.org. Don't miss this incredible opportunity, it's going to be amazing. France, an enchanting
0: country known for its elegance and richness, and an incredible Catholic history spanning centuries. Set out to explore this history on the saints and sanctuaries of Catholic France pilgrimage October 10th through the 20th, 2019, with Spiritual Director Father Chuck Huck. You'll have a chance to pray at St. Catherine of Laveray Church in Paris, explore the Basilica of St. Therese of Lisieux, spend two days in Lourdes, plus so much more. To reserve your seat, visit worldstrides.com register. Trip number 166594.
1: If you felt God's call to serve the church, FOCUS, the Fellowship of Catholic University students, and the University of Mary have partnered to train you to do great things. The church is desperate for well-trained development and fundraising professionals, so we've launched the Institute for Catholic Philanthropy. Earn a graduate certificate or a full MBA in Catholic philanthropy and train for a transformative career in service to the church. Apply by March 1st at umary.edu serve.
0: We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating Mass together, and good friends. At Riverview, you can enjoy all these wonderful things. But it is the friendship and sense of community here that makes Riverview home. We share stories, laughter, smiles, and our Catholic faith. Try us out with a mini-vacation or join us for Mass five days a week. You can contact Kelly for a tour at 701-237-4700 and online at homeishere.org.
7: The Wanzig Family Foundation has proudly supported the mission of Real Presence Radio since 2004. With their help, we've been able to continue spreading Jesus Christ's message of hope throughout North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming the wanzik family foundation is dedicated to supporting catholic initiatives and programs like our weekly local show real presence live heard on tuesdays wednesdays and thursdays with the encores on saturdays thank you to the wanzik family foundation for being a part of this family of faith and hope this
4: is real presence live on the rpr network bringing you local hosts and guests from across the region now back to the show
5: and welcome back for this final segment of Real Presence Live. Uh, we are joined now by Jim Kenyon and Nora Bosum, and we're going to be speaking about uh, a really difficult topic, about the issue of fetal alcohol spectrum disorder and what it is and, and what can be done. But good morning to both of you first.
8: Morning. Good morning.
5: Thank you for being with us this morning. Say, uh, Jim, can you share with us, a, well, first of all, t- share with us uh, what your expertise is, what, what your practice is.
18: You know, I, I, am, I am a counselor. I have a licensed professional counselor in mental health and a licensed marriage and family therapist, and have been the director of Catholic Social Services in Rapid City Diocese for the past 26 years.
5: Mm. Excellent. And how about you, Nora? What, what, is, what is your area?
19: Um, I'm a clinical social worker, and I'm the director of our Family Services Department at Catholic Social Services.
5: Okay, excellent. All right, well, so like I said, we're, we're going to be speaking about a difficult topic here, this fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. can, can uh, Jim, can you share with us what that is?
8: you know and, and,
18: and you know this is an area that I know some about, but Nora certainly has okay. greater expertise, I think, in this area, but essentially, fetal alcohol uh, um, disorder in effect is really the impact of, of alcohol during pregnancy and how that impacts a child and it affects them certainly developmentally in, in very significant ways, both physically uh, uh, and intellectually. And um, so it's a very challenging condition. And, and uh, Nora, I don't know if you have more that you'd add.
19: Um, I think the really important thing is that a lot of caregivers deal with quite a few behaviors that can be um, hard to comprehend and hard to parent, and they need the support of understanding what brain changes have happened in order to really help a child um, be successful and grow into a successful adult. Hmm.
6: How, how common is this, Nora? Well,
19: you know, the last study that was done by the CDC shows that the prevalence rate is um, approximately one in every 20 children. Hmm. Um, they believe that our area is a little bit higher, and we would be 7 to 9% of our, of our population would have know alcohol spectrum disorder.
5: Wow. So what, uh, what can some of the, uh, the what would you say, outcomes, some of the consequences of this be? What, what will children experience, what will parents experience as they're raising children in this situation, Nora?
19: Well, you know, statistically in the past, um, kids really end up being involved in the system, and especially um, getting into adulthood, uh, over 70% will end up involved with law enforcement, um, statistically without the right support. And I think that's what really Jim and and Catholic social services and everyone there is looking at is um, the fact that so many kids end up in the system very early. They end up feeling like failures. Families have a lot, a high rate of burnout. These children are more likely to be victimized. And also um, they're at a higher likelihood to be abused because of people just not understanding some of the behavioral things. You know, we expect kids to learn from their mistakes and, Children with um, prenatal exposure really struggle with being able to understand consequences and why something's happening. And so often we'll do the same things over and over and over again, mm-hmm. even with negative consequences. And that's very frustrating for caregivers and very frustrating for the kids who don't understand what they're doing wrong.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah. At what stages, you know, for the pregnant moms out there, uh, at what stages of pregnancy should limitations be observed in, in consuming alcohol?
19: Um, honestly, if, if you really want to be safe and, and be honest about what, Going on, if you're of childbearing age and you could get pregnant, you shouldn't be drinking because mm-hmm. the first seven weeks are pivotal in brain development, and that's when we don't know we're pregnant. Mm.
6: Yeah, yeah, that's a great answer.
18: You know, and it, it's so important just to just to really think through some of our challenges. You know, it, it, very particularly this this is a this is a, a, a tremendous challenge because oftentimes it is true. Um, some people may not know they're pregnant or or be anticipating they're pregnant. You know, as we know, you know, we, we certainly see a lot of families that are, that are having children or are in Christ's pregnancy or single um, parents who... And, and so just being sensitive and aware of that reality is so important. And I think part of our challenge sometimes is, is that we kind we of have an all-or-nothing kind of approach, and we, we don't realize that this disorder, like any other disease, you know, has a spectrum. Mm-hmm. And so... It isn't once I've started drinking, then it doesn't really matter because the exposure over time is, is so critical, you know, and, and being aware of it, as soon as I'm aware of it, that that I could be pregnant or might be pregnant, really changing our behavior at whatever point we come to know that because certainly the, the more exposure, the higher the risk and the, and the probability that there's going to be a greater impact. Um, so it really isn't one of those, um, you know, I, I, I think we see sometimes uh, people who, who are struggling with addiction or, or struggling with alcohol, and, and they and they reach that point where they're kind of just in a panic about it now. Oh, my God, it's too late. And I don't think that's a reality. I think hmm. you have to realize it's never too late to make the right choice and to do the right thing, and particularly when, when someone is either carrying a child or, or maybe um, doing so.
5: Hmm. So the children who are experiencing uh, this fetal alcohol syndrome, um, is it so you had spoken, Nora, about how they're, they're less inclined to learn from mistakes and so on. Are there other like, cognitive uh, struggles that they might have, or um, are the things that are, are easily perceivable, or, or what what other sort of outcomes might there be?
19: I think um, the biggest thing is that they're, most people with FASD are very concrete thinkers, and they don't outgrow that. Mm. That's why the typical age of diagnosis really is 10, because we see that movement from third grade to fourth grade where we go from concrete thinking to abstract thinking. And a lot of these kids that have kind of skated the edge and people are like, oh, there might be something going on, all of a sudden we just see these kids crash and burn because they can't make that jump from the concrete world to the abstract.
9: Hmm.
19: Um, and, And that's really when the behavioral challenges can really reach boiling point for people because most kids try to fit in by finding some way to do it, being the class clown, you know, acting out, doing something so that um, it kind of pushes the focus away from the challenges that they're having. So, you know, the one thing with FASD that we always tell caregivers is when when we see behaviors, that's a clue to us that something in their environment is not working for them and they need support somewhere. If we can help give those supports, those behaviors go away. Um, so it's a very different thinking versus, you know, we're, we're teaching our children through discipline to learn. Um, and in a neurotypical brain, that's very true. When you're looking at somebody who's prenatally exposed, you're helping them, um, you know, repeat, remind, and rewind is what we talk about so that we can teach them through repetition and show them what, Typically, we'd expect them to learn on their own through life. We have to do a little more mapping out for them. Mm-hmm.
6: And does that, uh, with that kind of help, does it help to rewire the brain in a way that, you know, maybe <coughs> by the time they're 16 and driving a car, <laughs> oh. you know, uh, what what are the things that Catholic charities uh, can do to help, you know, end, end this cycle for them?
19: It, it very much helps. To begin to put the right support services in place, people with FASD um, will always, most of them will always need some level of support just to um, kind of navigate our world. That's pretty abstract, um, but with those supports starting early in childhood, it's shown that those are kids that can be successful. Because you're right, you can help to rewire some of the some of the brain connections.
5: Mm-hmm. Is it generally pretty difficult for caregivers to, to begin to think differently about uh, how the, to raise children? You know, because as you're saying that this is different than, you know, someone who's not struggling with this. Um, is that, is that de- generally a difficult transition or is it something that they kind of, they, they see that this is starting to be helpful and beneficial and that that's uh, a little bit easier for them? What's it like for the, the parents, the caregivers in this sort of a situation? I-
19: I think it's hard. I I do. I'm a parent um, who's parenting kids with FASD, and it is hard because we look at the way we were brought up, and I think my parents were excellent parents, and they taught me some great parenting skills that I had to throw out the window because Mm. they don't work for FASD.
9: Right.
19: And there's a lot of judgment on parents when they do make those changes, you know, people who see and don't understand what you're doing. Um, You know, you'll get people who say, well, if you just, you know, um, punished them harder, made mm. them do this, and it's you know. And some people say, "Well, are you letting them get away with everything because you're not necessarily being punitive in the response to what they've done?" Mm. Mm. Um,
6: that, that's a very important thing to point out, Nora, because <coughs> it's like so many people judge before they know the whole story, and there mm-hmm. there are different approaches that we need to take to different situations. That it's not a one size fits all parenting out there, and and I just really thank you for helping our listening audience know more about this. It's really a disease, this FASD, mm-hmm. you know, that by no fault of their own, they were impacted by. And and even their mothers, you know, to a certain point with their situations, uh, it's not something they wished upon their child by any means. So we need to, to really work together for answers and, and support.
18: You know, and I would just jump in here. You know, Nora is obviously an adoptive mother who who's chosen this as a vocation. Really, it's to care for
9: children mm-hmm.
18: who have a, who have had this life experience. And really, Catholic Social Service is really helping to support, trying to get a support group off in our local community to gather parents, whether they be foster parents or biological parents um, that are needing support to help them uh, with this responsibility and help them learn how to respond most effectively to to, to their own children who who are experiencing this,
9: mm-hmm. and it
18: is so important that we be a part of that support group. Um, so, if there are ways that at Catholic Social Services we can help, we're certainly very interested in, in connecting with those families, um, so they have a place to turn, to learn those skills, and and to and to know, you know, that they aren't alone in this.
6: Awesome. That's fantastic, too. Yeah, we want
5: to thank you both for being on to share insight about this, uh, this situation that many people are facing. Uh, we're going to have to kind of close out here, but uh, thanks to both of you for the work that you're doing and mm-hmm. for the support that you're providing from these people, uh, people that are in, in this sort of situation. So God bless you both.
18: Thank you so thank you. much. So grateful for Catholic Radio's support.
6: Awesome. Thank you, Absolutely. Jim. Thank you, Nora.
5: All right. Well, we are going to have to turn it over now to Eli to give us a view of what's coming up next time. I know. It's such a task that you have to it turn is, it over. It so, is. Mean, it's so sad. It's like shoveling a whole driveway. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, here's Real suffering.
7: <laughs> temporary. Here's what's coming up on tomorrow's Trifles. show. Uh, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, hosted by Heather Carroll and Father Mark Lichter in Aberdeen. It's an important day of prayer and advocacy at Minnesota State Capitol. Hear how you can begin to transform state policies, along with thousands of others at this year's Catholics at the Capitol event. Jason Adkins of the Minnesota Catholic Conference will share the details. And there's a lot of noise in our culture, and even a lot of noise in our own church today, as we hear about the negative views and struggles within. What do we do with all this presence from the media and public opinion? Father Jason Kern of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, has an idea that might surprise you. The New Evangelization Most of us have heard about it, but what does it look like in action? Do you have to be qualified to evangelize? These are some questions we'll ask Thomas Escrow, Director of Evangelization and Discipleship at Sacred Heart Church in Aberdeen, as we find out what evangelization looks like to him. That and a whole lot more coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m.
5: Central. Brad? Sounds awesome, Eli.
6: Yeah, there's so many wonderful guests that are part of Real Presence Radio and we just want to thank our listeners for being with us here yeah, today.
5: Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, you know, it, it's just a, it's amazing that we have this opportunity to speak about Jesus Christ, about his healing power uh, to to so many people, you know, for free is a, is a even better thing. And so we're just grateful to God that he gives us this opportunity to be a part of his mission field. And thank you to all of our listeners who support Real Presence Radio. Um, For being a part of this So we give all glory And praise to God We ask his blessing Upon you this day And all the days to come All right Meet you next time God bless you guys
4: This has been Real Presence Live On the RPR Network Real Presence Live Brings you local hosts And guests Every Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday morning From 9 to 11 central Hear the encore of the Tuesday show on Saturday from 6 to 8 a.m. Central, the encore of the Wednesday show from 8 to 10, and the encore of the Thursday show from 10 to noon. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through our Facebook page, Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live, on the Real Presence Radio Network.